Star Wars 7x7 episode 2531. All right, finally ready to start digging into it. Today, the first of what will probably be multiple episodes, talking about the second wave of stories for the High Republic giant enormous cross-media publishing initiative and today we're going to start with some non-spoiler thoughts on The Rising Storm which is the adult novel by Kevin Scott. Punch it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, just to refresh your memory, here is the official deal about The Rising Storm. This is the publisher's copy, so this is all stuff that's out in the public, there's no spoiler in here at all. It says, in the wake of the great hyperspace disaster and the heroism of the Jedi, the Republic continues to grow, bringing more worlds together under a single unified banner. Led by Chancellor Lena So, the spirit of unity extends throughout the galaxy with the Jedi and the newly established Starlight Beacon Station at the Vanguard. In celebration, the Chancellor plans the Republic Fair, a showcase of the possibility and peace of the expanding Republic, a precept the Jedi hope to foster. Stellan Geos, Bel Zetafar, Elzar Mann, and others join the event as ambassadors of harmony. But as the eyes of the galaxy turn toward the fair, so too does the fury of the Nile. Their leader, Markeon Rowe, is intent on destroying this spirit of unity. His storm descends on the pageantry and celebration, sowing chaos and exacting revenge. As the Jedi struggle to curb the carnage of the rampaging Nile, they come face to face with the true fear their enemy plans to unleash across the galaxy. The kind of fear that even the Force cannot shield them from. Now, I just finished reading the advanced reader copy of the novel this evening. I'm saying this evening because I'm recording this on the evening of Monday, June 7th. This episode obviously comes out on Tuesday, June 8th. And... I would definitely say it is a very solid entry into this whole High Republic storytelling initiative. It advances the story in a very strong way. Kevin Scott does a wonderful job of picking up the baton that Charles Soule is passing him with Light of the Jedi and going forward with it. I would say that Kevin, in some sense, has a bit of an easier job because he doesn't have to do the same level of table setting that Charles Sewell had to do with Light of the Jedi. That being said, what Kevin Scott does with it is also pretty significant in its own right. And I think that's, you know, one of the you know big observations I came out of the novel with is just the enormity of the galaxy. I mean, you know, you know how big the Star Wars galaxy is. You know how many, you know, jillions of planets there are and, you know, so many different sectors and, you know, wild space and the unknown regions and no space with <laughs> the advent of the Nile and whatnot. I think out of any novel I've read so far, Kevin Scott's Rising Storm has given me more of a sense of the scope and scale of the galaxy than any other fiction work in one place that I've read. And... At, you know, at first it's almost a little bit overwhelming because of the number of planets that get name-checked and the number of species that get name-checked. And, you know, as you're beginning to read the novel, you know, if you're, you know, maybe this is just one of those if you're like me kind of situations, but you're kind of trying to keep track of everything because you think that you're going to necessarily need all of this information going forward as you get into the meat of the novel. And it turns out that you don't, for the most part, it's just, you know, something that 
is you know part of the color and the flavor of everything and it perfectly fits with the idea of the republic fair and showcasing the galaxy because essentially what kevin scott is doing is showcasing the depth and breadth of the star wars galaxy just by the you know opening quarter of this novel and so the second thing I guess I would say as a non-spoiler observation is that you can just enjoy that opening of the novel and be wowed by everything and not worry about thinking that you need to keep track of it in order to fully experience and enjoy the rest of the novel. Third observation I would share is that the novel itself, you know, I've kind of alluded to this already, the fact that it's, you know, the first quarter of the novel, but basically structurally... If you remember, Light of the Jedi was very much the great disaster for about the first third of the novel. And then the you know, second third was sort of the detective work around figuring out just what the heck went on and all the machinations happening up until the Battle of Kerr happening in the final third of the novel. Well, structure is different for The Rising Storm. This time it is basically roughly cut up into you know quarter in the beginning and then middle 50% of the novel is the aforementioned Republic Fair and the carnage that the Nihil wreak on the whole place. And then the last, you know, maybe it's a little more than 25% basically, but you know, roughly about that is the aftermath of it. But don't get me wrong, by saying that that last quarter of the novel is the aftermath of the Republic Fair stuff, that doesn't mean that it's just, you know, falling action in a denouement or anything like that. No, there is some enormous action that happens in that last quarter of the novel and some very important stuff where that feels like if I even say a single word about it, it's crossing into spoiler territory that I'm just not gonna do just yet. What I will say though, as a fourth observation is that Marquion Rowe is just a horrific villain. He really is. And it starts in the beginning with a you know, mystery mission that seems very strange. And you know, once you start seeing it unfold, you get to see again just how brutal and pitiless this character is. And when you see you know, what he really has going on and what he unleashes on the Republic Fair and then you know, that whole aftermath section situation, yeah, this is a villain for the ages as far as Star Wars goes. And funnily enough, also working out father issues as well. I mean, that's also not necessarily, you know, news. There were internal dialogues happening between Marquion Rowe and his deceased father from whom he took over the Nile. And that dialogue continues in The Rising Storm until, you know, it reaches a you know, certain point in the aftermath section. And then, you know, less said about that, the better. Sorry to do this to you. I'd like swear to you, you will appreciate the reason why I am not saying anything once you get the opportunity to read this novel yourself. Or listen to the audiobook, actually. And I, for one, am particularly intrigued at how that last quarter of the book is going to translate in audio, okay? Amazing stuff. All right, so a fifth observation. I'll go back to Kevin Scott and just say, this man, if you have ever listened to interviews with him or you know ever heard him you know speak anywhere, like the driest sense of humor, self-deprecating, 
witty, and sly. And that sense of humor is present throughout the novel as well, which is a you know, welcome bit of relief. And it's one of those things where like I wanted more of it, but it's only because I wanted more of it, not because necessarily the novel needed more of it per se, but you know, I have to say I enjoy his humor very much and would like to have had a little bit more of it, but I thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> what bits I got. And as a sixth observation, Kevin Scott gets to introduce Ty York to us, the Saber for Hire, and Ty is, you know, a brand new character, hasn't appeared in anything just yet, just the character has been depicted on, uh, you know, those little High Republic animation videos and shows up on the cover of The Rising Storm, but this is a very compelling character and, you know, almost a little bit put upon <laughs> in her Saber for Hire gig and ultimately ends up you know, teaming up alongside the Jedi for, you know, some of the work that has to happen. And yeah, it was definitely enjoyable, not only to meet the character and learn more about her, but also to see her dynamic with the Jedi as well. And the seventh and final observation I'll leave you with about it is that there are multiple references in the novel to the Jedi drawing on each other's strength. So, as Jedi are finding themselves challenged within the arena of battle, as it were, don't take that literally, I just mean, you know, at the Republic Fair when things are going crazy and whatnot. Like, when other Jedi, are, you know, are able to sense each other, they are able to draw on each other's strength. Like, there are multiple references to, you know, a given Jedi being able to, you know, reach out and, you know, feel the other Jedi that are around, not even necessarily in the same room, just, you know, in the same general vicinity, and drawing on their courage, on their compassion, on their strength, on their wisdom, on their confidence in order to do the amazing things that they have to do in order to save lives and, uh, you know, prevent disaster or prevent, you know, the disaster from being even more disastrous, if you will. And I just really love the idea of the emotional and spiritual teamwork that is depicted in The Rising Storm. I think that's probably the thing that for me, I took away most strongly from the novel just how incredible it is that this group of people is able to draw on each other for support and, you know, how wonderful it can be in our own lives to have groups of people to be able to draw on for support as well. Like, they have this down to a very, you know, particular metaphysical science, but it's not exactly inaccessible to us as people in the real world either. And I love the example of this time and again that's presented by Kevin Scott in The Rising Storm. So there you go, seven non-spoiler observations, probably maybe a couple more than seven, about The Rising Storm, which is the adult novel in wave two of phase one of the High Republic giant storytelling initiative by Kevin Scott. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show as well. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited. Other respective trademark and copyright holders, may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.